Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com slash worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Rev. Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. The first lesson is taken from Jeremiah, chapter 15, verses 15 through 21. O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me, and bring down retribution for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, do not take me away. Know that on your account I suffer insult. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy in the the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of merrymakers, nor did I rejoice. Under the weight of your hand I sat alone. For you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Truly, you are to me like a deceitful brook, like the waters that fail. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you turn back, I will take you back, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall serve as my mouth. It is they who will turn to you, not you who will turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze, They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you, for I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will read responsively Psalm 26, verses 1 through 8. Give judgment for me, O Lord, for I have lived with integrity. I have trusted in the Lord and have not faltered. Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. For your steadfast love is before my eyes. I have walked faithfully with you. I have not sat with the worthless, nor do I consort with the deceitful. I have hated the company of evildoers. I will not sit down with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocence, O Lord, that I may go in procession around your altar. 
singing aloud a song of thanksgiving and recounting all your wonderful deeds. Lord, I love the house in which you dwell and the place where your glory abides. The second lesson is taken from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Now, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel Acclamation. Hallelujah! Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah! The Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 16th chapter, beginning at the 21st verse. Glory to you, O Lord. From that time on, after Peter convinced that Jesus was the Messiah, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life, will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what, he has, been, what has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. And let us pray.
Gracious and wonderful God, we love you, we praise you, and we give you thanks. We thank you, dear Lord, for the formulas to live by that you give to us today. We thank you for your formula of messiahship. We thank you for giving us a formula to be your disciples, that you inspired Paul to tell us how to love genuinely, for the psalmist to help us walking with integrity, with an unwavering trust in you. And also, dear Lord, for us to look at ourselves honestly as you gave that formula to Jeremiah to repent. Help us in our daily lives that we may follow these formulas that you give us. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One of my favorite chemistry experiments involves sugar and sulfuric acid. Let me be clear. Do not try this at home, okay? Uh, there are special precautions that you must take with the acid. So please don't do this, okay? Unless uh, you're with somebody uh, and, and all. So this is very dangerous. But anyway, uh, the experiment was very interesting and very dramatic. Uh, when the sulfuric acid is placed in a beaker with sugar and water, there all of a sudden happens this big column of black carbon rises up out of the beaker, followed by water steam because this is an exothermic uh, reaction and heat is released and also that very distinctive aroma, some would call it the stink of sulfur, sulfur dioxide. The dehydration of the sugar with the sulfuric acid is a very memorable formula. And so in our readings this morning, there are some memorable formulas for us to live by and for us to understand our relationship with Christ. Jesus gives his formula to the answer to the question that he posed to his disciples last week. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And, you know, they gave various answers, such as the resurrected John the Baptist. Some said Elijah, the prophet that was to come uh, before uh, the Messiah came. Some were even saying Jeremiah, the prophet who suffered the indignation indignations of uh, the clergy. And so Jesus asked, but who do you say that I am? And so this is a continuation of that uh, conversation. Now, remember last week, Peter aced that test. You know, he said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Peter. Keep this in mind. Uh, and uh, because only the Father revealed this answer to you. So we come to the continuation. And Jesus gives this formula for what it means to be the Messiah. Jesus must go to Jerusalem and undergo 
great suffering at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. If you have taken chemistry, you know how difficult sometimes it is to balance the equations, to balance the formula. And Peter has a really difficult time in understanding what Jesus was saying. This did not fit into the formula of Messiahship, of the Messiah coming in, rescuing his uh, God's people, and uh, giving them back uh, the political clout they had uh, in the time of David. And so, this passion prediction of the Messiah causes a very strong reaction, just as the sugar and sulfuric acid uh, had a very difficult uh, and strong reaction. After all, in Peter's way of thinking, and I think for all of us too, when you get right down to it, if Jesus is God's son, which he is, and that God is indeed gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from punishment, and he is, then this should never happen. Peter sees only the human side of the formula, not the divine side. And so he rebukes Jesus. God forbid this. This is not supposed to happen to the Messiah, the son of the living God. Well, Peter flunked this one. Jesus tells him, get behind me, Satan. Whoa. Wait a minute here. Isn't this the same Peter you just blessed not a couple of minutes ago? And in our way of thinking, in our human way of thinking, this might really sound harsh. But there's a reason. Recall way, way, way back before COVID-19 canceled our worship service, all the way back to the first Sunday in Lent. And we hear that gospel text of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. And the devil, when he tempted Jesus, was using Jesus' identity in each of those temptations. If you are the Son of God, well, you can turn these stones into bread, for example. And so it is at issue here is of Jesus' identity of the mission of the Christ that he has just given to his disciples. This is what the Messiah truly means in order for God to redeem the world. And so Peter has essentially fallen into the trap here of proclaiming the identity of Jesus. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And now is opposing Jesus and his mission as Messiah. God forbid this, 
that God should thus redeem the world. And so Peter here is caught in this cosmic battle, this battle that is beyond uh, us humans, this cosmic battle between the father and the devil. If you like uh, the Big Bang Theory, you might be familiar with uh, Schrodinger's cat. Uh, and uh, borrowing Luther's words to describe Schrodinger's cat as being both alive and dead, Peter is now simultaneously both saint and sinner. Saint for being blessed, sinner for opposing Jesus. We too must put aside our human way of thinking and be willing to allow the divine God to lead us. And that is not easy. Grace, you see, is given to Peter. Even when he is directly opposing God, he is given a reprieve. He is given a piece of grace. Get behind me, Peter. Peter is not asked to be ostracized. He is not being outcast. He is not being put out of the disciples for making this mistake making this sin, he is told simply to get behind Jesus so that Peter can follow Jesus because that's the way it works. We follow the Christ. We don't follow Jesus. We don't ask Jesus to follow us, you understand. We must follow Jesus. And so how do we get behind Jesus? we hear this beautiful formula for discipleship. If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up the cross, and follow me. Through this formula of discipleship, Jesus gives Peter and us the answer to balance the equation that he has been giving. Love. It is this genuine divine love from the cross that balances the formula. Jesus' grace and love that is unconditional and self-sacrificing is what shapes us as his disciples. We are called not to lead, but to follow this Christ and how we are to love and share the grace of God. And that's not easy. And notice something about this formula, that there is a degree of intentionality. We must intentionally respond to God's grace. This means to put aside our egos and our opinions. We must put aside ourselves and our needs for the sake of our neighbor. This is not easy, especially in this election year. We must intentionally take up the cross which means the acceptance of the costly nature of God's grace to the point of shame, suffering, and persecution. We must intentionally take up the cross to love so scandalously as Jesus showed as he died 
on the cross. To take up the cross means to resist temptation, to love in the midst of hatred, to not take the easy way out. We must intentionally get in line and follow Jesus in taking up the cross. That's how we follow this Jesus. Additionally, there's some good uh, formulas for us to follow from St. Paul in his letter to the Romans. First and foremost, it's the very first uh, of these 20 uh, formulas that Paul gives that basically describe all the others. Love genuinely. This is as intentional as Jesus' formula for discipleship. We do this with patient suffering while rejoicing in hope. Suffering refers back to the gospel of intentionally taking up the cross and following Jesus. Because Jesus did this out of love. This love is also seen in extending hospitality, even and maybe especially to those who are different from us. In following through with the body metaphor that Paul had given last uh, in, in these uh, previous eight ver verses of Romans 12, with the different parts of the body working together with Christ as the head, we are called to live in harmony. Wow, that just seems almost impossible in this time of political polarization as we think about the recent uh, DNC and RNC. Yet a question on Facebook addresses this verse for our time of living in harmony. Think about this. What if I told you that the left wing and the right wing belong to the same bird? Continuing on and building on that uh, statement and question. An eagle needs both the left and right wings to be healthy to fly. Think of it in another way. Like a symphony orchestra that has different instruments, different sounds, different notes, and different parts. The music sounds har harmonious when every musician is on the same page the same measure, the same beat. Paul addresses genuine love in the midst of differences so that our music to God sounds harmonious and not cacophonous. Bless those who persecute you. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap coals on their heads. This is in following Jesus' tough command to love our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us. The burning coals are the ashes of repentance. And that's the formula that God gave to Jeremiah to repent. Things were not going well for Jeremiah. 
And maybe we ask God the same type of question that's there in verse 18 of our reading this morning. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? We look at verse 19. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you turn back, I will take you back and you shall stand before me. We too, in our hearts, need to honestly look at ourselves and find the reasons for each and every one of us, myself included, for ways to repent, to turn our lives around, to turn towards God and away from our sins. And that again goes back to what we see on the cross. Jesus' passion prediction is difficult and the costly life of denying ourselves, taking up the cross, and following Jesus can only be lived if our love is genuine. Today, may we be changed by God's formula of discipleship and love. And to this, all of God's children said, Amen. You have just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you like what you heard, and you are able and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we would like to invite you to join us for worship on Sundays. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about the worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. While you are there, you will also see the precautions which we are taking on account of the COVID-19 pandemic in order to worship safely. As I say every week, we are a church in service. If you wish to support this podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our church's ministry. For more information on how you can do that, please visit sotvchurch.com support. Of course, you can keep up with us online at our church website, sotvchurch.com, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at SOTV Sandyville. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Shepherd Cast, so please tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.